back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And today we're talking about minute 180 of part six, something darker. It's going to start with Lois Lane approaching Clark Kent in that cornfield. And then the minute is going to end with Clark Kent going in for a kiss. Hey, oh, whoa, <laughs> hey. Uh, you know, this is, this, is a, this is a perfect 60 seconds, even with the cutoff, the way the, uh, the minute cuts off. It is just in isolation. This is just, this is just a really good minute for me, uh, personally. Um, I, I would hope that a lot of people would like this specific minute i think for you know despite all all the criticisms of the dc cinematic universe and the it seems like henry cow henry cavill always gets the short end of the stick in 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 almost every franchise that he's in and you know he, he this this is this is a really really good superman and lois lane minute this is like what I wanted, you know, when I when I thought of, you know, at the end of Batman v Superman and thinking forward into Justice League and like seeing his return and what that was going to be like and seeing the ring at the end of Dawn of Justice, um, that whole tragedy and then getting to here into this minute here, like this is it like this. I, I've, I've wanted this and the way that the scene is is played out with the handling of this butterfly. It is like. It sings for me, and I hope a lot of people can put away all their criticisms, look at this minute, and go, that's Henry Cavill as Superman. Like, that's it. That right there is Superman as I know him, and it just works for me in so many ways. Nate, what's your thought on this one? I do really like it. I like it a lot. I think it um gives more, like... um. How do I explain it? It's almost as if Clark learned from all of his, like what he was doing, specifically in Dawn of Justice. And even more specifically, when you think about it, you and I talked about it for so long and still bring it up. Um, when Superman's at his apartment cooking eggs in the morning for Lois, and it's like, well, you're cooking eggs for your wife or girlfriend or whatever. Um, it's just a but scene that's burned into your it, cerebral cortex. It really is, but it it comes it comes with the idea where it's like he's there cooking eggs and not out flying around zipping all over the world saving everybody. So the line of dialogue that is in this minute of like I have a second chance and I'm not going to waste it. waste it. It kind of like puts more. It puts more emphasis on what he was doing or where his priorities were in the last movie, to me at least, um, because at least for me, it's like, okay, I have a second chance. I'm not going to waste it. So that tells me that he is going to find that happy medium between saving everybody in the world and being at home for breakfast to cook some really great sunny side up eggs. Like that is your second chance and you shouldn't waste it. Maybe you thought and you've been fighting with yourself that you were wasting it when you all the mornings you were up and cooking breakfast for your fiance. Like, so it it really seems like he 
you know, he, he found himself. He's, he learned from everything that he did in the past and is not shying away from the blatant fact where it is you do have a second chance now. But what is that mm-hmm. second chance going to entail? It's got to entail that you are going to be the best Superman that you can be. That you are going yeah. to live up to what your father wanted and what Jor-El wanted. And you're just going to find that happy medium. You know? Yeah, um, it's, it's not yeah. like a... It wasn't like a breakup thing where it's like, hey, Lo, I got to do this. I, I got to go out and save the world. It's like, no, no, no. I get to because I can and I am going to save the world. Like there is, yeah. there shouldn't be any second thought of whether or not the talking heads on the newscast or, you know, the idea of should there be a Superman doesn't exist in my head anymore because, you know, the answer was. I'm past that. Yeah. yeah. The, the answer was there is. I'm past that. There. It's already there. You had a world without Superman at first, and guess what? They all freaking freaked out so much that your best friend had to bring you back to life with some alien technology. So here is mm-hmm. your second chance. You're not going to waste it. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. I also think that the the big sky, big sky, I guess that's Montana, H- right? Huge sky. Um, <laughs> but big sky in Kansas is very much uh, a, a moment here for me where it is mm-hmm. like this is – that's Henry Cavill being Superman. As gentle yes. as he can be to every living thing on this planet, he wants to protect it. He wants those things to thrive. Um, and even he wants love to thrive. Him mm-hmm. referencing the the ring on her finger. Yeah, it's a great, great moment in this in this scene. Yeah. He really carries him uh, and speaking of Cavill, like he really carries himself as Superman in this scene. Uh, obviously, Amy Adams, you know, this chemistry that they've had over these past few films, um, it really it's still true even in this moment here, the way that they're can so professionally portray Lois Lane and Superman like and and, and Lois Lane like. Um, not not in doubt, but Lois Lane just like trying to believe like like he is back. Like you are back, like and just so amazed by it, so astounded, um, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, it's I, it's really me. Like I am back." Um, it, it's just an incredible moment between the two characters between in, in this story, and yeah, just thinking about that that phrase, like I'm not going to waste it. And I was thinking of like, now what does that mean to waste it? Were you how were you wasting it before? Yeah, and and like you said, Nate, it was the Talking Heads. It was like, and and both in universe and of course. It's all metaphysical, whereas the killing of General Zod from Man of Steel is a big criticism in nerd culture. Um, and Man of Steel has been put under uh, on trial for so long, and that's what Batman v Superman did. And he said, I'm not going to waste any more time on that. I made my choice, I made decisions, and I will keep making decisions because that's the gift I've been given. And now I'm giving it again as a second chance. And I'm going to do, still make those choices of like, you are my world. I'm going to protect the world. By transit of property, I'm going to go beat up Steppenwolf because <laughs> you are my world. And I'm going to protect it once more. And and yeah, I just, there's something to love about this moment of like, listen, I know I've made decisions in the past. And I, I let the fear and anger of everyone else like kind of just lock me in like under this mental duress but 
I know my right and wrong. I need people to believe in me. And if you don't, that's fine. But I have to go make good choices because I want to be a good person. I want to do right. And I know that that is my American way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um, Another like visual aspect I wanted to point out in this, uh, in this minute is um, like, this is, it's kind of really cool to see that, it's Clark, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and Superman, but not like Superman of how the world knows him. And it's also not Clark of how Clark is trying to portray Clark Kent. He's in a Clark Kent-esque outfit, right? The flannel and mm-hmm. and the cornfield mm-hmm. and being at the farm and stuff. Um, but he's not wearing glasses. Farm, check. Flannel, check. Yeah. Corn, check. <laughs> he's he's Eagle, not wearing glasses, not so he's yet. not trying to like be... <laughs> a an image of clark kent uh you know blending in he's just so much himself like this is where you were raised this is your home this is where you do feel at home and uh Mm -hmm. you know you're you're in your field and you're talking to your butterfly friends that that really like you um i don't know it just seems really cool to see that it's like this is a clark moment for both Lois, and also a little bit later when when Martha shows up, it's like, that's Clark. That's not Superman standing there. But at the same time, it is. They are one and the same because because Clark, Superman, Kal-El has figured out to blend all of that together into what he wants as the second chance. Like, it's it. He's The big thing is, like, he's not wearing glasses right now. And... He's no longer hiding. Yeah. It's like this is now you get to be you and and do all of the things that, you know, your fathers were trying to tell you to do. But you were so caught up with what the world wanted Superman to do that you couldn't figure that out for yourself. Um, couldn't just yeah be yourself. And it took it death you. for you to realize that. It's like that's a big that's a big thing, man. We're not as humans where, you know, we don't get second chances that big. We're not supposed to wait until death to give us that realization of do the right thing or or be who you want to yeah. be. You know what I mean? It's like you're supposed to yeah. come to that conclusion in your own self. Um and very much the, so the, it's a moment here where he's in his own self, but also everything around him is adding to that conclusion. Yeah, I think I think that the damnation of of the society like forced him into sacrificing himself as if like that's what he needs to do. Yeah. Martyrism. To, yeah. Martyr martyrdom. Absolutely. Martyrdom? Martyrism? And that's not a word. Martyrdom. It's symbolism. Symbolism. Symbology. Um yeah. They they drove him to, to being a martyr. And and I think that that's something we've talked about lately in, in a lot of stories is that you <laughs> kind of like Westerns, Western media, Western storytelling is very much like you're a hero by sacrifice. That's what makes you a hero. Like you that's, ha- that is like 100% Jesus Christ, Western like storytelling. You, <laughs> like you can only be the utmost hero if you kill yourself. Uh, and then it's like, so Superman does it, and then Jesus Christ, and Tony Stark and the Avengers. It's like, there's there's always this thing of like, you have to kill yourself for for everyone else 
to to I don't know I don't know be a hero to die happy. It's like uh no I think this time he's back and with the second chance he's like no I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be a hero and do what's right and I I don't have to um bend to the will of of the Western American influence of like. I don't have yeah I don't, I don't know how else to say it but he doesn't have to do that anymore. Your pious American stories bring it back to Ma- uh, Donna Justice in the beginning with General Amajog. Pious American stories spoken like truth and it's like or pious American fiction spoken like truth where it's like yeah spoken no like that's yeah. like you just described every single Superman story. That's it. That's how Americans and and Western media sees Superman stories mm-hmm. and you're right, General. You we're not supposed to see it as spoken like truth. We are supposed to come to our own conclusions for that and bar mm-hmm. martyrism because that's just that has such a negative connotation to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um and so the it it, it it's um besides just being a beautiful minute in isolation, it also is like it's a, it's a lot of growth for for the superman that we've known in these past three films and you know sometimes i just have to remind myself like this justice league movie as silly as it it sounds like say it out loud but like this just this justice league movie we have like we go to gotham we see batman in gotham doing batman things in gotham and then we go to smallville and we get clark kent and lois doing Clark Kent and Lois things in Smallville. And then there's Themyscira with Queen Hippolyta and Menelipe and Amazon's fighting an alien on horseback. It's like, what a movie that we have some of our favorite Justice League DC comic superheroes doing their thing in in this story. Like Clark Kent in a cornfield staring out into the sunrise with like just this profile uh, that's like that's Superman. If that was a comic book panel, that would look very much like the Superman from The Dark Knight Returns, or just yeah. like that looks like Superman. Um, and so it's little things like that. I'm just like, God, this is this is a DC comic movie for sure, and I love it. It's just the way that they can depict their gods and our gods, and it's like, ay, yay, yay, this is awesome. And you know what's not seen in sight? silly little nanotechnology (laughs) it's just it's just sometimes that just kind of throws me personally just out of the storytelling where it's like god damn why does it why do you have to go straight to science and figure out ways to to explain it all because because tony stark's that i don't know you know what i mean but but yeah i i agree with you this is so much like a dc comics moment this is a beautiful scene with one of the most powerful comic book characters to ever be created. And he's just doing what he does. And you know what? Someone had the right sense to be like, yep, put him in a cornfield, put him in flannel and give him that profile shot with the sun behind him. That's your Superman. Yeah, it works. It really does work. And it's, it's just fantastic to see. Um, that's, that's really all I have for this one. Because it's just it just works on its own, um, but it's really great to see Henry Cavill in this in this way again. Yeah, I think um, my last note is really just like the um, the kicker that that you know allows Lois to truly accept 
you know, the thought that it's like, hey, you really are back um, is is the memory that he shares, you know, and it's like him saying, I take that as a yes. He never gave that ring to Lois, and yet he mm-hmm. still remembers that that was the ring he was going to give to Lois. And as perceptive as he is, he clocked it on her hand so long ago and was like, okay, I just got to get my vocal cords right for me to be able to like actually have a conversation <laughs> with you. And then I can, all the memories flooding back and, and all of this stuff. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty much, pretty much what I, all I have as well. Yeah. The, I did have like one note earlier, but I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, it doesn't really matter. Um, but it was that like when she says, Oh, um, you're really back. And when we think about like the nightmare realm thing happening soon just being like oh yeah eventually he he succumbs to the anti-life and all this dark side stuff and it's like like don't get it twisted (laughs) but he really is back so when he falls to the anti-life equation it's not that like what we brought back with the mother box is you know was it really clark yeah tainted or corrupted and something like that it's like um He's really back in this moment. It's just he'll be corrupted by the anti-life equation once he loses his entire world from dark side and however they want to spin that story. So it's just like, eh, it's it's something to be said, but at the same time, like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, just this in isolation matters. I'm it's, curious. It's always mattered. I'm I'm curious if like um, if it's a real a real life uh thing that they're drawing from with like say people that were possibly in like comatose and waking up and gaining all of their stuff back and you know miraculously if that person you know is able to survive and go on and all their memories come back like is that is that real like (laughs) yeah of course i mean and and not just you know in that severity oh actually i mean severe in other ways as well i mean it could be um alcoholism or um any sort of addiction or or um even through religion or faith um we look at batman from dawn of justice he the same way um maybe uh, where he lost his way in the past 20 years and, and finding himself again. Like it, it comes in so many different ways of, of you know, I'm not going to waste a second chance. So many people get a, a new lease on life, they say. Yeah. Um, in so many different guards. And some people actually do die and somehow are able to come back to life. It can happen statistically. Um, and so in, in, in that regard, um, yeah. A lot of people go through just this. a just a fun thought. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's got to be, it's got to hit on like some some levels of people that may have seen this and was like, oh my god, I I felt the same way. Like that was cool. I got my person back. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. That's awesome. That feels really cool. And I think that's what that's what comic book stuff is supposed to do. It's supposed to inspire you and relate and and all of that jazz. That's, that's why I love them. Yes, that is. Yeah. Empower, entertain, and educate. Yep. Always. Cool. All right. We're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, 
We also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.